Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright, and very grateful you're with us today. And we are happy to welcome, for the very first time, Matthew Burke, founder and CEO of Fairway America, a leader in the non-institutional real estate marketplace, and author of the seminal book, Capital Attraction, the Small Balance Real Estate Entrepreneur's Essential Guide to Raising Capital. Matt speaks to us from their headquarters in Portland, Oregon. Matt, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate you having me. So, Matt, uh, Fairway America is a leader in non-institutionalized real estate, what you guys call small balance real estate strategies, structures, and transactions. You've created a confluence between investors and entrepreneurs, and Fairway America is actually both an investor and entrepreneur in the whole process. So let's start with you giving us a brief description of Fairway America, will you? Sure. So Fairway America is primarily a platform for small balance real estate entrepreneurs, and I define that as people who are engaged in some form or another of real estate asset-based investing where they need to raise capital from investors on an ongoing basis. And usually, in almost all cases in our world, their primary investor base are high net worth investors as opposed to institutional investors. So that plot, the platform that we've created is a combination of providing advisory, administration, uh, technology, and investments for those people. So what that really means is we help them set up appropriate capital structure in the first place through either a pooled investment fund or an individual syndication. We do a lot of the back-end investor accounting and uh, fund administration for them. We have a technology platform that integrates with our administration business to handle all the investor management uh, reporting and so forth. And then we manage uh, three of our own funds that invest in and alongside uh, a lot of what we think are some of the best in class uh, real estate entrepreneurs around the country. So, so that's really what we do. Okay, and, and your mission statement uh, on your website here, Matt, says you facilitate a massive flow of capital to worthy small balance real estate entrepreneurs. So, so tell us how you do that. How do you find those worthy small balance real estate entrepreneurs? And then how do people access, how do you, do you create the conduit to them by investors? Yeah, the well, as I say, that that is the mission of the organization is to facilitate that flow of capital from high net worth investors to worthy, and I, you know that's a key word in there. SBRE entrepreneurs, you know, we do that. Most entrepreneurs, you know, capital is the holy grail, right? That's what everybody needs in order to be able to fund their deals. And if most of them had their way, they'd push the easy button and and bring in the capital and spend all their time doing deals. But there are uh, many component parts to being able to effectively raise capital, and those are all the things that we try to address in the various uh, components of our platform. So how we do it is, again, we help them provide or set up appropriate structure in the first place. We provide, uh, we have an online marketplace where investors can go 
and look at deals. We produce an annual live event where we bring investors in as well as entrepreneurs to come and and mingle. And basically, we create what we call the world's largest community of small balance real estate entrepreneurs and high net worth investors. Now, the goal really is to, by by doing proper um, structure in the first place, proper administration, and and having a, a community that people can believe in and trust in, we help facilitate the capital from from one to the other. And so are these uh, typically developers who are building from the ground up? Are they people who go in and buy and renovate? Uh, is this uh, for the commercial marketplace, primarily residential marketplace? What, 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 what kind of uh, well, real estate opportunities are we looking at here? It's a little bit of all of it. I would say in our particular focus, uh, development is really not a big component of it. Certainly there is some redevelopment or value-add where people will acquire property that's been mismanaged or underperformed in some way, reposition it by doing some redevelopment, but we typically do not do uh, ground-up development. So other than that, it's a lot of, uh, it's a combination of private lenders, so people who are making loans secured by real property, and that can be both residential and commercial. Uh, There are, we have people in our community who are, entrepreneurs that acquire distressed debt from banks or other sources, and then we have people that go out and acquire property directly, and, and all asset classes within real estate, so with multifamily, retail, self-storage, office, industrial, you know, and our whole goal is to find what we consider to be some of the best-in-class operators all across the United States in a wide range of real estate asset classes and be able to help them systematically build their businesses by doing things, you know, as well as they can do them in, in structure and in administration and raising capital and, and in underwriting. And so uh, how do you come across these projects that uh, I, I'm sure you vet and evaluate thoroughly in order to determine if they're, quote, worthy? How do you come across them? Do these people contact you because they've never done it before? Or do you have a flow of, of past uh, clients who come back to you time after time again? Uh, how does that work? How do you find the projects? I think it's a combination of all of the above. I suppose like any business, you know, it's a combination of effective marketing and sales and word of mouth and prior business. You know, we've been around for a significant period of time. Uh, you know, we attend conferences regularly. I think we have developed a reputation as um, probably the premier advisory firm in terms of helping people set up funds. So a lot of the people have come to us initially because they're inquiring about making the transition from raising capital one deal at a time to doing it in a pooled format. And the process of making that transition is very difficult. So a lot of them initially come to us to inquire about the process of making that transition. Uh, that said, there are people who come to us. You know, that, that, say there's multiple doors in which someone can enter into our uh, universe and sometimes it's they already have a fund and they and they're doing the administration themselves and they want help uh, doing that and sometimes it's they're looking for an investment in one of their deals and they contact us on that basis so you know we have multiple ways that we can engage somebody and as a result that inc- increases the flow of people you know who come to us so you know it's a combination of all of the above so tell us matt uh, how does this work from the investor standpoint do they invest in a single project is there a fund they can invest in where pooled projects uh, how does this work for the investor 
Well, we manage our own funds, okay? So some subset of the people that we deal with on the advisory and the administration platform we may also invest with, but I would say that the threshold for us to make an investment is, is you know, very high. And, of course, our funds have criteria that people have to meet, and not every project, even if it's good, would necessarily meet the criteria of our funds. So uh, on the investment side of the business, you know, we look for certain types of transactions that meet our criteria, and then we underwrite both the sponsor or, you know, the entrepreneur who's putting together the deal, as well as the deal itself very, very thoroughly. An investor who works with us can come in as an investor into our funds, and for our fund investors, we also make co-investments available periodically in certain individual transactions that might be too large for our fund. So as an example, we're working on a multifamily deal right now um, where uh, the fund is taking a sizable position in the deal, and that, but it's a large enough deal that we don't want to, from a concentration standpoint, we're not going to put uh, 100% of the, of the equity needs in the fund, and therefore we make it available as a co-investment opportunity to our fund investors. So the investors also, so they, the answer to your question is they can invest into our fund, in which case they get the benefits of, you know, our professional underwriting and management and diversification and so forth, you know, or, and or they could look at investing in individual transactions. You know, if they're on our marketplace or they come to our live event, we, we have managers from around the country that we have you know, come to know over a period of time that also come and present, and if they choose, they can invest directly into various managers that we, that we sort of bring into the community and you know, let the investors you know, pick and choose for themselves. So it's a combination of several ways for an investor to, to participate in the community. Matt, this is very interesting and certainly uh, unique in the industry, as, as uh, we have seen and found out through the many uh, uh, interviews that we've had on that subject. We need to take a short break, um, and uh, we'll be right back. When we come back, let's talk about uh, the key elements, Matt, that you see that an investor should evaluate when considering an investment into the small balance real estate arena. Again, we're talking with Matt Burke, founder and CEO of Fairway America. He's speaking to us out of Portland, Oregon, their headquarters. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm Charlie Wright. We'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Matt Burke, founder and CEO of Fairway America. 
So, Matt, uh, you've had years uh, of experience, opportunities of evaluating, I'm sure, hundreds, if not thousands of different real estate projects. What do you see uh, are the key elements that an investor should evaluate when considering an investment into the small balance real estate marketplace? Well, I would say the first, the very first thing is the people, your counterparty, you know, who you're dealing with. I think that if you pick the right jockey in the first place, that is probably the number one thing that people can do to um, mitigate problems. And that still doesn't mean things will be perfect, but at least you have reliable uh, people that are that are going to be stand-up guys when you know when it, when they really need to be. So people first, I'd say we look for, and I think any uh, smart investor can look for this, is value investing. So essentially doing deals where the the value price relationship is in your favor. I mean, they say in real estate you make your money on the buy, and I find that to be very, very true. So so we look at all the key metrics and the assumptions going in to make sure we're getting a value investment deal. I'd say the third one uh, that we look for, and I think uh, most investors would agree with this, is cash flow. I feel like in a, in a bear market or a down situation, if you have the ability to produce cash from that investment, even if it's not as much cash as you might like, it's still uh, something that you can hang on to and ride it out. So I like cash flow. And the, and the fourth one I'd say I pay very close attention to is capital structure. Uh, debt and the inappropriate type or amount of debt can can cause a lot of problems in a in a down situation. So I'd say you know people value investing, cash flow, capital structure. Those would be my big four. Okay, thank you. And excellent advice that uh, most of us are really not that that aware of. Uh, what do you find, Matt? Uh, are the typical misconceptions that people have of investing into real estate like you guys do? Uh, I, I think that for a lot of conventional investors, they perceive it to be super risky, and they don't really know how to assess it. Uh, I'll, as I'll give you a story, but my partner, uh, Darris, was playing golf yesterday with a bunch of investors on this annual deal that they do, and he was talking to a, a guy who's been a consultant for uh, pension, state pension funds and college endowments for the last 20 years, and, and they you know played 18 holes, and he was telling me that you know, it's just the guy was perceiving that what we do is so risky that how do you even begin to determine, you know, one from the other and what one looks like and what one doesn't. And, you know, to my mind, uh, what they do is much more risky, which is investing in publicly traded, you know, stocks where, you know, event, national events, international events, things can swing wildly one day or the other without any change whatsoever to the inherent underlying value of the asset. So for me, uh, I think the misconception is that, you know, the space automatically is more risky than, than the more traditional um, investments. And certainly there are risky investments and, again, counterparties, and there's people out there, and you can get yourself in trouble if you don't know what you're doing. But I think the misconception is that uh, sometimes there's this too-good-to-be-true mentality, right? If it's doing 12, 13, 15%, you know, then something's got to be wrong. It's too good to be true, and that's not necessarily the case. So, Matt, uh, give us a little of your background, will you, how you got started in this industry and what has kept you in it. Uh, I started off in the lending business, so I really right out of college I got into um, uh, real estate secured lending and, and did that for a couple of years. And when I moved up from California to Portland uh, shortly thereafter, that, that company got, kind of got caught up in the 
early 90s crisis and I started Fairway and uh, pretty much that all that time we've been real estate secured lenders mostly commercial and I've done it all with private investors so I've had hundreds and hundreds of private investors over the years we've managed uh, seven pooled investment funds during that time and, and essentially you know cut my teeth and spent my whole career making real estate secured loans in the last five years we've really gotten involved more in the advisory and the admin side and the equity side because I find there's so many people around the country that just you know love to grow their business but don't really understand the dynamics of you know what's important when it comes to raising capital and, and how to do it and that's really kind of taken our business to another level so I'm a lender by trade and I've been in the real estate finance business for you know going on 25 30 years now hard oh. to believe Okay, so Matt, uh, you wrote a book uh, published, I believe, uh, last year, 2016, Capital Attraction, the Small Balance Real Estate Entrepreneur's Essential Guide to Raising Capital. Tell us about the book, will you? Yeah, well, I wrote the book for uh, small balance real estate entrepreneurs, and again, I define that as people who have to, by definition, go out and raise capital on an ongoing basis to fund whatever types of real estate deals it is that they do and and it's really designed when, when you first start out and you're doing real estate deals and you have to raise money from investors you know most people start of course with people they know and friends and family and so forth and and they're generally can be pretty successful but as you grow uh, and you have to go outside of the circle of people that you know it becomes increasingly difficult to attract capital from those that don't trust you implicitly and as you make that transition and you try to get larger uh, I find that people just have all kinds of misconceptions about what they need to do and how to do it. So I, I wrote the book to kind of solve that problem. And so in it, I talk a lot about, you know, the keys to uh, raising capital from investors, from, you know, everything from, you know, underwriting to capital structure to the use of debt to the importance of having a capital raise strategy, you know, just all the things that go into making a small balance real estate entrepreneur successful and getting better at raising capital over time. So it's really targeted at those people. Okay, so so tell us here, uh, Matt, a concern that I have often had and that I have heard other people have and that I have actually heard entrepreneurs in the real estate industry talk about is the fact that and these entrepreneurs have to have a foundation. They have to have an entity, a corporation of various skills and talents. And they have to attract good people. They have to keep good people. But what that means is they have to have ongoing projects all the time. But there are times that the real estate market is not necessarily in tune with good projects, and projects may be overpriced, and really, if they were to start from scratch, maybe they wouldn't be doing more projects, but they've got this organization that they basically have to keep going. So how could an investor look at that, or an investment advisor look at that, and, and see somewhat clearly that the project that this person is proposing, they're not proposing it so much to just keep them alive, but it is validly a good project. Well, you need to understand what you're looking at in order to underwrite the deal, right? I mean, that's a perfectly valid concern, and I see that happen quite frequently. So people who have a particular 
uh, asset strategy that works just fine in a market that's moving up, that strategy may not work so well if it's moving the other direction. And if that entrepreneur doesn't have some way of pivoting or, you know, making it so that they don't have to just keep doing projects in order to earn the fees in order to stay alive, as an investor, you have to be very careful that you don't fall into that trap. And so I'd say if you, you you really need to understand how to look at the deals, you know, and not just take the assumptions that the entrepreneur is giving you at face value without testing them in some way to make sure that you think that they are are legitimate. And that certainly can be hard to do for individual investors. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure that many people rely on you guys to perform that level of due diligence and vetting on them, right? Yeah, and that's, of course, a big part of the platform is that, you know, this is what we do for a living. And we see, uh, I, I would say this, too, that, you know, as a high-level comment, when the market moves in another direction, invariably some strategies get negatively effective, but it starts to open up other strategies. You know, part of our uh platform is that we have a variety of people that are in different segments of the marketplace. So, for example, if, if the market turns and then all of a sudden values are declining, it presents opportunities for distressed debt buyers or, you know, people who are now in a position where they are forced to have to sell. Now, other people step in. So one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. And, and there's always something happening in the market that presents some sort of opportunity. But people have to be disciplined enough not to just pursue the same thing, you know, because it's worked in the past in a different market and drive right over the cliff. So you, you just got to be you got to be careful. So, Matt, a question we like to ask all of our guests. What keeps you awake at night? <laughs> what keeps me awake at night? Well, probably the number one thing that keeps me awake at night is my dog. Um, <laughs> you know. He, he's he's a 25-pound labradoodle, and my wife insists that he sleep on our bed, and uh, he he uh, he likes to you know stretch out and use me as as leverage to push me in the back. So I I, I do battle with him every night. So it's probably the number one thing. Well, you are fortunate. Uh, we've heard much bigger problems that uh, we've asked that question in the past. So consider yourself a fortunate man here. So provide your website and contact information for people who would like to look you up and uh, know more here. Uh, yeah, our website is uh, fairwayamerica.com. Um, our, our administration business is called Redwood Real Estate Administration, and that website is Redwood, R-E-A, as, as in real estate administration, redwoodrea.com. Um, and you, you can reach me at uh, 503-906-9100. Okay, so uh, final words for our listeners here, Matt. You know, uh, I'd say probably my number one is know your counterparty. I, more than anything else, if you're dealing with you know trustworthy people that make the right decision and that are good stewards of people's money and inherently have uh, you know a value investing mindset, then you know regardless of market conditions, relatively speaking, you stand to do much better than if you kind of pick the right, pick the wrong people to deal with. So my number one thing is know your counterparty. Excellent advice. Matt, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it and our best wishes for the continued success of you and Fairway America here. 
Oh, it's my pleasure, Charlie, and appreciate you having me. Again, we've been talking with Matt Burke, founder and CEO of Fairway America out of Portland, Oregon. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing. 